The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome into the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. I sat down here and I noticed, I don't like that lighting. So I had to make an adjustment. You got to keep it like the same. Whenever anything, if there's anything different, I get thrown off. Like behind me, I don't have Daisy. That's throwing me off. O'Neal was there and he just got up and went down. He's depressed as hell. These dogs, I'm telling you, they are depressed. Now they're always sleeping, but I'm but O'Neal in particular. He's the one that's really feeling it since the passing of Daisy. I think he's getting worse. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Um, in fact, I've been meaning, I have not yet sent off what I'm supposed to send to the freaking people that are, that have the urn. And I, I don't I've lost the damn email address. So I got to call back over to the place. Say, yeah. Hey, what's the email? They think I'm an idiot. I believe that. They think I'm a dumbass over there because... Uh, we get a phone call like daily from these folks saying, Hey, what do you want on this, uh, uh, nameplate for Daisy? And I had figured it out, but then like, um, I needed to like send it in, you know, mail it to him, email it to him. And so they gave me the email and then I've, I've promptly lost it. Shit. I have no idea where it is. There's a million of these um, uh, sheets of paper around here. And this is how it looks. There's all these notes on the back of checks. Check stubs. It's it's gotten to a point again where uh, this studio is a big pile of shit. Let's see here. Uh, this is a sympathy card from Kelly. Kelly, Chad, and Cooper. The Britney Spaniel. Thank you. Very nice people. Well, anyway, I'll call again today. Uh, Kenny says, new puppy sister for those boys. Maureen says it's too soon. I appreciate the sentiment. All right, we got a lot to get to today. A lot to get to. It starts with shenanigans at the YMCA. This first element 
part of the story is um, a young person not that different than my girls. And I, I walk into the Y and Diana is working there at the kids zone. She's like in charge of all the young people that watch the kids. So I walk in and go, hey, what's going on? Hugs, smooches, all that. And then uh, uh, one of the younger people, that's there, she's like a college kid. And uh, I guess um, she was concerned because uh, her car was way low on oil, which all uh, young girls, 99.5% of them, that age, that's what you do. You don't put oil in the car. You may check it, and you may actually have a dry dipstick, but you don't actually put oil in the car. There was one story where um, Jacqueline, I think the vehicle held like five quarts. I had to put four quarts in. God knows what type of motor damage occurred in that vehicle and uh she's like hey and i could hear over here with the conversation about she's concerned about there's no she needs to put oil in it now the dad says just drive home and we'll change the oil but puts a quart in it to make sure you have enough so that you don't do any type of uh, damage to the motor in case it, you know, it's way down. Put a quart of oil in it. And the kid, uh, while I'm listening to the conversation, I'm kind of like, she, she notices that I'm paying attention. I'm standing next to Diana. And she says, so, you know that um, thing you, you pull out to check the oil? And uh, the other girl goes, yeah, yeah. And she says, so, when I pull that thing out to check the oil... Does the oil go into that thing that the oil checker... You know how the dipstick goes in that tube? That half-inch wide tube? The chick is thinking she has to pour the oil into that. Now, you would think that there'd be some alarms going off in her head saying, no, that's that's just not going to work. Now, I mean, technically, it could work. In fact, my um, stepsister, Charity Scam Mike's wife, she did that when she was this girl's age. I remember it. I remember uh, this. She was just like pouring, trying to get it in. She wasn't even using the funnel. She was just pouring it in. So the stream of oil is, is much wider than that opening. So it's just running running down the, the, the tube out of the block and then pooling on the cement. What the fuck are you doing? I think that uh, this is a regular thing with girls only. This is a gender-specific thing. All girls will try to put the oil in that spot. All of them. Because when it comes to putting oil in cars, they're stupid. It has nothing to do with race, age. Well, yeah, it does have to do with age. But um, if you're a girl... You do not, even the most skilled female mechanics at that age will not know that they have to do that the appropriate way. It just, for some reason, 
oil in general, girls want nothing to do with it. They may be brilliant. They might be getting ready to go to MIT, but when it comes to putting oil in a vehicle, impossible. So she's asking the question, and my my first thought is, um, well, I go, I go, no, don't do that. I didn't want to make her feel like a jackass there. I was, I'm going to do that on the podcast. Um, I go, no, no, don't do that. Um, wh- what year and uh, wh- what is the vehicle? And she says, it's 2012 Jeep Liberty. I go, okay. So I stand there and I quickly look that up. And um, there's a video about how to change the oil on a 2012 Jeep Liberty. And I bump to the portion of the video where the guy's taking the cap off uh, where the oil goes in. And uh, I go, okay, watch this part. And, uh, and I screenshotted it and I circled the cap and, uh, and then we watched the video. I go, that cap is what comes off and that's where you put the oil in. <gasps> oh my God. I go, yeah. I go, what is your name? She says, Emma. I go, okay, Emma. All right, I'm going to send you this picture and Diana's standing right there. Uh, I go, I'm going to send you this picture. Give me your phone number, which is weird. Uh, she gives me her phone number, but she felt comfortable because Diana's right there and I'm old, feeble, so whatever. So I sent the fucking thing. And, uh, I go, that's what you do. And, uh, there was a funnel in the hole. And uh, she goes, I got to get a funnel. I go, ah, yes, you should, but it's not 100% important. That's, I mean, you can kind of just pour it in. She goes, what if some of the oil gets on the outside of the... I go, ah, don't worry about that. Oh, my God. Can you believe that? That is, that's standard operating procedure for college age and to when they first, you could um, go ahead and uh, uh, teach them this and it won't, it'll bounce off. It w- they won't be, it won't, it won't work. Uh, all they do is call their dad. If there's a problem with the car, call dad. That's what, that's your role. It is, Okay. If I'm a dad and I've got a 21-year-old who knows how to put oil in the car and does it and maintains it appropriately, um, they're going to become a boy. They're trans, they're, they will eventually be a transgender male. So I want you to look out for that sign so you can prepare yourself for when your daughter becomes a dude. That will happen to you. If you have a child that knows how to change oil or put oil into a car, or check the anything oil related, they will become a dude. If your daughter doesn't know shit about it, um, then you know that um, you won't have to look forward to your daughter changing gender. I also find it ridiculous that the uh, soon-to-be 53-year-old man very easily just looked it up. And, I mean, what? how come people don't do that? Have the ability. That That is the first place you look. You don't voice it to people that will hear it because it shows that you're completely inept. You just look it up. There's a, my God, there's a video for everything. If you looked online and lo- and wrote how to build a Russian tank uh, and you had the uh, manpower and the money 
you could, by the end of the day, create a Russian tank. You could build a Russian tank from the ground up and uh, by just going to the hardware store and looking at a YouTube video. Everything is there. Uh, the old gag, did you ask her if she's checked the blinker fluid recently? That's what dads do to their daughters as they, hey, you got to go get some blinker fluid. And then you tell her to run into the auto parts store and ask for it. And then the guy there is like, it's part of the auto parts code. You know, he's supposed to, he knows there's a dad outside laughing hysterically. So whoever is at the auto parts store. Uh, either the guys or the lesbian women or soon-to-be transgendered uh, men at the auto parts store are going to have a great time with that. Um, as I revealed that information about what she needs to do, I then overheard her saying, I'm just going to um, lift up the hood and wait for one of the boys in the apartment complex to see. And then I'm going to ask them. And I'm like, yeah, I, I should have known. Uh, what I explained to you, though incredibly simple, complete with the tutorial, an online tutorial, pictures, and an explanation. I, I knew that those words were going to bounce off of you. You don't have the capacity. It's not you have the uh, makeup to do everything you want in the world. I'll, I'll say this till the day I die. Uh, women are better than dudes. At everything on the planet except this one thing. You're absolutely shitty at this. In case you missed it. This is a young lady that works with my daughter at the YMCA. And I encountered this nonsense when I walked in there to do my little workout yesterday. Kent says, my mother-in-law works at an auto parts store. Your description may be accurate. I went about my evening. Team Knuckle Dragger was there. Now, though these two are nearly a combined age of 100, I have never met two more silly, juvenile adults in my life. Andy, who's 55. Brian, who's 42. These two are the comedy relief of the entire facility. If they're on the gym floor, they're, they're friends with everybody. They know everybody. Everybody loves these people. They are a couple of clowns. They get there at like one in the afternoon and they leave at like nine. All they do is pump iron and are completely, absolutely yoked. I see the boys. I go, hello. Hey. Now, they're doing this thing for their abs. And uh, what it is, is it's a, it's a wheel. 
and you put your elbows in these uh like spots for them it's it's nicely padded and then you hang on to it almost like a set of aero bars on a triathlon bike and then the wheel you're on your your knees and then you like extend your it's for your abdomen you extend your body out and then you you bring it back in and it's really really works your abdomen and so they were like using that thing and I, I said, they go, you want to try it? I go, no, no, I don't, I can't do that. I don't have the, I'm not strong enough to do that. And they go, yeah, 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 you can come on. And I, and I was actually able to do a few. I was pretty happy with that. But so I get on my knees and again, I'm going to roll myself forward. So I'm almost like prone, but not exactly on the ground because of my arm position and I'm on my knees. So I'm not like laying flat on my belly and then you got to pull yourself back in. I noticed that Brian of Team Knuckle Dragger went over to his phone. Tyler says, do you still coordinate outfits with them? They send me every day what the outfit is, but I haven't been there enough to dive into that. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I didn't give a shit anymore, but I probably should. But they, they were a red bottom gray top yesterday. I was not. I start to uh, do the exercise. And there's this, there's a couple of chicks in there doing their own thing. And then these two idiots. And then me. And so my body extends all the way out. And as I'm pulling it back in and my, and my ass is now perched in the air, it happens again. <laughs> They got a fart machine app on their phone. Initially, when they first started doing this, they actually had a big plastic fart machine. But now they've uh, gone up in technology and you just hit a button on your phone and then the fart will start to play. And so I'm like, oh, fuck. And then these sniggering fools just sit there and laugh their asses off. I take the phone. I'm like, take your fucking phone, you piece of shit. They they just howl. These chicks are like, oh, God, you fucking sick bastard. Oh, my God. I go, all right, I'm out of here. I'm not, I'm not playing this game anymore. And then they're like, yeah, we hope to hear about this tomorrow on the show. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Shut up. Stupid idiots. I have an update for you. Uh, yesterday on the show, uh, we were covering a lot of ground. And one of the things I uh, covered was um, on who are these podcasts? And uh, Kelly Cheese and um, the whole R, 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 R thing. And I, I, I'm giving you the Kelly Cheese ringtone. <laughs> In fact, I got to get the, um, I don't have it ready. I should have had it ready. I don't have it ready, but I'm going to get it ready. Of the Kelly Cheese R-Word Supercut. That's always been Sam. That's not it. 
Struggling. Okay, this is it. Cars. Christmas. Incredible. New York. Come to Oregon. Come here. Temperature. Algorithms. Incredible. Four. Crust. Cripple. And I said on the show, we need some, we need, we need like a speech expert to weigh in as to what's going on there. Cars. Christmas. Incredible. New York. Come to Oregon. Come here. Temperature. Algorithms. Incredible. Four. Crust. Cripple. Um, Maureen, her daughter is a, a speech pathologist. Now this on the show, after I said that, um, what she's doing, it sounds like, like in a porno when they, when the guy, his dick goes way too far in the chick's mouth and she goes, <laughs> Maureen's sister, first Maureen wrote, okay, I had my daughter-in-law's professional opinion on what Kelly Cheese's speech problem is. So this is, these are the actual words from Rachel. In her professional opinion, she says, it seems like it's mostly with the KR blends. Christmas, incredible crust. It's hard to tell exactly what's going on just from the clip, but it could be dialectal difference, which is mostly what it sounds like to me. I notice it in her vowels too. So my guess is dialect, but I never worked much with articulation in my job. So, and then hands up. Now, she has a uh, a bit of a Southern drawl, but I I, I don't know if that's a thing in the south so that's that's weird and then this rachel adds however my professional diagnosis would definitely be dick in the mouth Jesus. i don't think it's dick in the mouth uh aram says the sing-songy way of talking is annoying. Are you referring to uh, this? That's so expensive. Let me back that up. I didn't have it. <laughs> That's so expensive. Yes. And I looked it up. I was like, free beer. I remember what though. <laughs> Jesus. I haven't seen it. <laughs> it was a little obnoxious. That's so expensive. Yeah, very strange. Meanwhile, Amanda says she sounds like Chris from Family Guy. That's the second Family Guy character she's been compared to. This is the, uh, in addition to the Kelly Cheese car alarm, which is this. (laughs) We have the free beer ringtone. This is described by Crazy Ashley as free beer laugh war. Yeah. 
This is uh, from another Ashley concerning yesterday's show. Her words, which I find complimentary, but I'm embarrassed to read it. As Kenny writes, I hate my ears. Ashley writes, why do you have to be so fucking hilarious? Listening to the podcast at work, although I should know better by now, and that bit with Kelly and the R's. I had just put a lifesaver in my mouth and you started and you started choking on dick. <laughs> I laughed and a piece of the lifesaver broke off and I was coughing because it went down wrong. She sounds Russian German. I listened to them for a whole seven minutes on my ride to work. Luckily, it's playing a song or the intro to trivia, which those songs aren't that bad. Probably best part of the show. Thanks again for the laughs and passing time on these long 10-hour days, signed Ashley. Well, my pleasure. I hope it was enjoyable for you. Um, This all happened because of Who Are These Podcasts? Which Aram very kindly shared a link to the show, which I indicated the other day, on the uh, Who Are These Podcasts? I'm sorry, on the Freeburn Hot Wings show subreddit where now I didn't expect uh, anybody there to really go, oh, wow, Eric's great now. Um, not a lot of action on this thread. This person writes, perfect definition of irony. A bunch of people trying to make fun of people for not being funny whilst trying to be funny while simultaneously not being funny in the slightest. Logan writes, haven't heard this week's 400th WATP anniversary episode featuring Eric, but Carl and his gang do a wonderful job ripping on crappy shows. Check it out if you've never listened. This person says, have they done Stephen Kyle yet? Yeah, that was quite a while ago. This guy, he's been a thorn in my side forever. This one is like, holy shit. And you didn't do anything wrong, Aram. Come on now. Dove writes, I'm going to cancel my VIP idiots whatever account after 14 years in about a week. But I'll uh, still freely tell you nobody gives a fuck what Eric Zane thinks. Oh. Oh my God. In my face. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I really like the idea of having a um, regular show. called who are these free beers which is would be a ripoff of uh who are these podcasts it's just be reviewing free beer and hot wing shows ryan says jimingo writes eric seems to be running out of people to hate and then he says that's just plain not true no i have there's plenty of people to dislike i don't hate anybody hate is a is uh you know equate with uh like murdering people i don't want to hate anyone i just greatly despise a lot brandis says oh my god make it stop 
Make what stop? (laughs) Amanda says it sounds like someone being tortured. What, this? Ryan says, Big Fraud Zane, how do you not hear a car engine that won't start with Kelly's laugh? I definitely do hear that. Damn thing! It won't start. Hang on. Yeah, it's not even, it's just not even doing anything. So, I started listening yesterday to, um, their show must be no oil in the engine. (laughs) And, um, I didn't really have anything that jumped out at me. See, because the last thing I want to do is, um, is do it and then like start doing it and then suddenly run out of gas, which is always a concern. So I've got to, I got to keep listening and figure out enough angles to talk about this show because there's not a lot of tricks in their bag and they do the same damn shit over and over. And I don't want to be reviewing the same damn shit over and over and over. So this might be a type of uh, thing that we produce, put together and, um, and all that, um, where we just do it once in a while. Ryan says, you can't pull the clips, Eric Zane. That won't work. You need to be surprised by the clips. We could try that. Would you be, would someone be up for it? Would you be up for it? Uh, Clip pulling requires a a little bit of technical acumen, which I think you possess, uh, possess. I obviously don't have the acumen to speak and say the word possess. So I think we gotta, we gotta like think about this here. Um, radio voice Linda says the picture from their live show on the Facebook page looks like a full house. Did they Photoshop or give away a bunch of free tickets? Oh, I can't see their Facebook page. I'm blocked. All right. Well, don't jump into anything yet, Ryan. I want to, I'm going to think about this. Ryan says, will I get a letter from their lawyer if I pull a clips? No, fair use is the legal term. Fair use. If you use, if you do what we would be doing and uh, uh, present it to a new audience in a critique style, that is fair use. There is nothing wrong with that. That's what Carl's been doing for a decade now. Or half a decade. However long he's been doing Who Are These Podcasts. Okay. So there you go. That's the update. Now, a lot less fun. Because we're going to talk about the latest uh, mass shooting. Jesus, fuck. Holy shit. Um, however, though, before we get to that. I'm about to send off my Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube audience. As meager as they may be off into the world if you want the full show because it uh, will only continue live on twitch you must go to twitch.tv slash eric zane live that's where you need to be 
in order to get this show. <laughs> That's twitch.tv. <laughs> slash Eric Zane Live. Or download the Twitch app and search Eric Zane Live. All one word. Follow the page, subscribe to the page, and then you'll be all set. Subscribing with your Amazon Prime. You link up your Amazon Prime first, then you have to hit the little uh, purple subscribe button. And then you are uh, you won't get any commercials, allegedly, when you are signed up that way. And it's free when you link up your Amazon Prime. As always, download the audio podcast wherever you download shows. And uh, th- yeah, there you go. Uh, leave a review if you want. Eric Zane show on Twitch and download the audio podcast on whatever podcasting platform you want. Aram says, nope. So are you telling me that if you're linked up with your Amazon prime, a commercial flies in during the show? Like I'll be mid word 40 minutes into the show and then a commercial. And then Amanda says, no, he's talking about my question. No commercials with Amazon Prime. <laughs> that is good. Excellent. Um, and then follow me, Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page, Twitter at Eric Zane Show, uh, YouTube Eric Zane Show. You can find it there. And as always, leave me a, uh, send me an email, Eric at Eric Zane Show.com on the Shoreliners Striping Inbox. All right, I'm going to send you all on your way. Thank you. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh, my gosh. Smart lock, 2K cam, and doorbell, three-in-one, triple security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh, my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks. In they go. And, of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap, okay? You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver. No drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate, I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long long time no monthly fee on this unlike other brands that do that they just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee i love the eufy video lock get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock e-u-f-y official.com slash video lock 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. So crazy guy who works at the bank. Uh, I think in his uh, mid-20s. Announces to his buddy, I'm going to go kill everyone at the bank. I'm feeling suicidal. He, he works there. He walks in and opens fire. He kills four right away. A fifth died overnight. A lady. The cops show up quickly. One of the cops running to the danger. A guy who got sworn in March 31 or the last day of March. I forget if there's 30 or 31 in March. I think there's 31. He's been, you know, active for a couple of weeks. He takes a bullet in the head. Uh, He is not dead. Critical but stable. They did uh, a surgery on that guy. I don't know what the fuck is up with him. Uh, The cops shoot the fucker. And that's that. I, you know. uh, Can't even pick up the pieces. Can't even kind of really wrap my mind around it right now. In Louisville, Kentucky, this is the uh, chief of police. It is a sad day within our city. At 8.38, there's a report of shots fired at Old National Bank. Officers were on scene within three minutes. The suspect shot at officers. We then returned fire and stopped that threat. The suspect is deceased. This is the uh, governor. Andy Bashir. Today is a tragic day in Louisville and for the entire Commonwealth of Kentucky. Acts of violence like this hurt. They tear at the fabric of who we are, at our society, at our state, at our country, and the city. All right. Yeah. At this point, just picking up the pieces. Still a lot to be learned at this point. It's the uh, 15th mass killing in the U.S. this year. Comes just two weeks after the school mass killing in Nashville. Doesn't that seem like months ago? And I don't know if that is because this keeps happening with such regularity that we're starting to lose sight of the previous one quickly. Are you going to get a lot of uh, opinions on this, including my own? But I don't think that Whoever Ox Mad Livestream is, 
with just another leftist having a bad day. Look at what you wrote. There are uh, five moms or dads or grandfathers or cousins or brothers or sisters who are dead. And I am guessing if you saw that murder scene, you wouldn't have that uh, cavalier snarky attitude um, sneering at a person who's sad and crying and upset. And I think by that display of yours, it leads to a bigger picture of the horrific nature of the way the world is. You're more concerned with rubbing it in the face of the person who doesn't agree with what you believe in. And you can't differentiate between this mass murder and someone who has to now endure this. To you, it's all a, it's all a game of, hey, well, it's just another leftist, huh? And that's, uh, seriously, I don't know how you people look at yourselves in the mirror and think, yep, I, I'm doing the right thing. That's disgusting to me. And I don't even know who that person is. It might even be someone who's close to me, but I doubt it because I usually don't like to associate with people who have that type of extreme mindset um, when something as heinous as this happens. So at the same time, uh, if you show that you can possibly have a bit more compassion, um, I would be more than uh, happy to engage you on an intelligent level. But this is, that is, that's a horrible, horrible display by you. And there it is, just sitting there. I'm not even going to delete it. I'll probably go back and ban you, but I want everyone to see it. Uh, Maureen says the killer had been given a notice that he was getting fired. Just fire him on the spot and walk him out. No notice needed gives them time to plot shit like this. Well, you know, either way, this psychopath was going to do that. That really bothers me that you said that. Chris says that's the stupid shit when that we get when everything gets broken down uh, left to right. Who cut the cheese said, we need more guns. Now, uh, and Romeo's like, no, no, no. I actually agree with that, that we do. Uh, I'm just going to say if I had a place that was open to the public. Hell, I mean, I do in my own home. My home is, isn't, isn't a business that people come in and out of. But anybody, if they wanted to take a shot at me, could very easily enter my home. And I don't have any other means of protection if I don't have my weaponry. I would have the ability to hide and run away. But fuck that. And so I I kind of right now tend to agree with that. 
Um, if we're in this extreme scenario where at any moment in any particular uh, job setting, a wacko could just come in and start shooting. Why wouldn't you be prepared beyond belief? Why wouldn't you prepare? If you prepare yourself for a fire, you're ready in case there's a fire. You're ready in case there's a tornado or a hurricane and you're, you're all prepped up and ready to, uh, uh, minimize that threat as much as possible. Why in God's name would you, as a law-abiding citizen, not exercise your right to defend yourself? I, I just don't understand it. And if you're the type of person that says, well, I, I, you know, I just, I can't, uh, I'm just, well, you got to get past that uncomfortableness. You, you actually do. And I, I, I'm actually pleading to you, every single person that's hearing this, to um, do that, get a weapon and educate yourself, take classes. Not only should you take a class just to be qualified to carry it concealed, but follow up with advanced firearms training, uh, how to shoot while walking, how to defensive fire. So you are prepared for an actual firefight to fight for your life. It is absolutely the responsibility of every adult to do that. Amanda makes a great point. She says they don't have guns in England and it's all cool. Until we get to that point in the U.S., if they're like, hey, you know, if the U.S. is like, we're going to go ahead and get all the guns, let's just say they did and they had an ability to do that. That would be ugly, first of all. Second of all, until that happens, what are you going to do for the lead-up time when even more hell is going to break loose? Get a gun. And I agree with Kenny. That is never going to happen in the United States. Never will that happen. Tyler says, my wife fires people at her company for whatever reason, usually stealing. I'm terrified this will happen at her work someday despite their protocols for these situations. Brandis says, I hate this. Everything about this. We need more mental health advocacy for people. Lord, I hate this. Correct. Correct. But between now and that point in time where that could happen, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. So what are you going to do to keep yourself safe until then? What can you possibly uh, hope? Cross your fingers that you don't encounter a um, this growing trend of horrible incidents? I don't know if that's great advice. Just hoping. I mean, more than likely, you won't have the need to grab your firearm and nullify a threat. But you need to conceal a weapon, carry it on your person in a purse on your hip or on your ankle. You'll never have to uh, uh, take that gun out probably, but just in case you're ready, isn't it worth your life um, to get yourself comfortable with a weapon to defend yourself? Isn't it, isn't your family's life worth that? I would say yes. 
you don't want your family to be sad, do you? At your uh, terrible demise at the hands of some lunatic? No. You will defend yourself. And I highly encourage everyone. First things first, take a class. You don't even need to own a gun. I would promote Prince Arming, but dumb fuck won't advertise because I swear. Take a class. Take the time. Learn. At the class, you'll be able to practice with several different types of firearms that fit your hand, that you're comfortable with. Shoot at a range. Then make your purchase. You'll pass a background check. You'll get your gun. In the mail, your uh, license will arrive. You carry that on you at all times. Then you take advanced firearms training. Uh, Amanda says, I'm pretty sure there were just as many shooting problems back in the day. That is not true. There were shooting problems, but they didn't happen with the frequency that they happen now. Uh, People who are psychopaths see that this is what the accepted behavior is. When things go wrong, back in the day, you might bottle it up. You might get drunk. You might, I don't know, abuse a family member. But you wouldn't open fire on random people. Nowadays, that's what you do. Because it's been repeated and seen. And people are influenced by what they see around them. Prepare yourselves. I know Linda did this. She's carrying now. Good for her. Uh, Cole says, carry a gun. Know where exits are. Just be aware of your surroundings. That's all you can do. Correct. Correct. Maureen says, I really need to do this, considering what I do in Flint. Oh, yeah. You can have a, you can take a class by the uh, end of one eight-hour period on a Saturday or a Sunday. You're done. You've got your uh, a completion of course by a, um, a certified firearms instructor. You'll take that to whatever county you live in in the great state of Michigan. Like to apply for a uh, concealed permit. They'll fingerprint you. Um, they will get all your information to do a background check. You'll show your proof of clay taking the class. Uh, pay your $125 and off you go. Linda says, I'm not carrying it yet. I just have it in my house in a safe place. That's not going to help you. Schedule your firearms training class. Uh, a pistol to protect your home is bullshit anyway. You need a big fat fucking shotgun to defend the home. But out in the wild, you need a pistol. Concealed. That is my soapbox moment. I'm not indicting you if you don't. I'm just giving you the option and explaining it to you that your best chance to survival when the crazy person strikes is to be prepared. That's all I'm suggesting. All I am suggesting. And I'm parking on it rather than just flippantly throwing it out there to try to put it into perspective for you. Even an anti-gun advocate should do this. 
because um, if you walk around as a um, law-abiding citizen and don't have any means to protect yourself with the regularity that this is happening, you're making a huge mistake. You don't want to be defenseless. Um, Governor Bashir and his wife were close friends with one of the bankers. The psychopath is 25-year-old Connor Sturgeon, who was live streaming the attack. Wow. I want to show the world how mad I am. Facebook, uh, he was uh, live streaming it on Instagram. Uh, the authorities or meta, the powers that be quickly uh, removed it. You can't see it. Uh, they write social media companies have imposed tougher rules over the past few years to prohibit violent and extremist content. They have set up systems to remove posts and streams, <coughs> excuse me, that violate those restrictions, but shocking material like the Louisville shooting continues to slip through the cracks prompting lawmakers and other critics to lash out at the technology industry for slipshod safeguards and moderation policies. Well, whatever. A man who fled the building during the shooting told WHAS TV that the shooter opened fire with a long rifle in a conference room in back of the building's first floor. Whoever was next to me got shot. Blood is on me from it. He said he fled... Uh, to a break room and shut the door. So this guy has the, um, he has carte blanche to walk in and randomly take his time and shoot everyone with zero threat in his mind of anyone uh, engaging and returning fire. So all of those people, no one even has a fucking little 38 or something like that to shoot this fucker, to offer any resistance. Horrible. Nine people, including two cops, treated for injuries. University of Louisville Hospital spokesperson Heather Fontaine said in this email, one of the wounded identified as 57-year-old Dina Eckert later died. She's the one who died Monday night. Police Academy dude is Nicholas Wilt, 26, uh, graduated March 31. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir said he lost one of his closest friends in the shooting. Tommy Elliott helped me build my law career, helped me become governor, gave me advice on being a good dad, said Bashir, his voice shaking with emotion. He's one of the people I talk to most in the world, and very rarely we were talking about my job. He was an incredible friend. Also killed in the shooting, Josh Barrick, Jim Tut, Juliana Farmer. Just a few hours later and blocks away, an unrelated shooting killed one man and wounded a woman outside a community college. What? The 15 mass shootings this year are the most during the first 100 days of a calendar year since 09, when 16 had occurred by April 10. According to a mass killings database maintained by the Associated Press and USA Today in partnership with Northeastern University, the pace slowed later in 09 with 32 mass killings recorded that year. Going back to 06, the first year for which data has been compiled, the years with the most mass killings were 19 and 22 with 45 and 42 mass killings recorded during the entire calendar year. 
Now, April's a disaster. Um, right around April 19, April 20. April 20 is Hitler's birthday. April 19 was also a date where I forget if it was Waco or I think it was wait a minute. Waco burn date. Yeah, uh, April 19th, 1993 was the day that they ended the Waco siege and that place burned to the ground. And then Oklahoma City, I also think, is the uh, 19th. Remember it because my kids, yeah, that's that was in retaliation. McVeigh, two years later, blew it up on April 19th. I'm not fucking kidding here. Watch your back right around the 19th and the 20th. The 20th is Hitler's birthday. That was Columbine. The 19th, Waco uh, and Oklahoma City. Be on the lookout. Okay? Head on a swivel. I don't, I don't, I, it's not my, my job, my goal to sit here and, and, and put the fear of God in you. But, Unfortunately, this is the world we live in. And if you have a gun, carry that fucking thing and be good with it. Be uh, efficient so your aim is strong, so you know what the fuck you're doing. Jesus. Kyle writes, I'll be home on 420 celebrating a holiday that day. Uh, no, Columbine definitely was on 420. Uh, Ruby Ridge. When was Ruby Ridge? That was another fucked up one. Ruby Ridge siege. April 21. I'm sorry, August 21. The thing it is, the thing is about uh, uh people who because I think um. In the Ruby Ridge, uh, Ruby Ridge siege, Randy Weaver um, was under a bench warrant for federal firearms charges. All these psychos, Waco, Randy uh, Weaver, these people like collect guns, and they don't do it like legally. And then the government gets wind of it, and then they got to go bring the fucker in. They, the government, I think, should take the uh, Waco siege and the Ruby Ridge siege and use that as tech textbook things not to do. Probably not the best idea to go to where the people who own these illegal weapons have them all stored. People like that, all they're doing is preparing for that day. It's not like they're going to wander out and go shoot everybody. They just like to have their little bunkers fortified. So Waco, Ruby Ridge, you wait for these assholes to go out for a night on the town to like Texas Roadhouse, and then you bring them in. You pick them off one at a time when they leave. You don't go to where all the fucking, ar- the, where, the, where the armory is. Jesus, what a stupid thing that is. Waco, the um, the one guy was tipped off. Um, what's his name? Koresh was tipped off because the fucking mailman found out 
there's gonna be a siege and he rushed brushed back to the comments and said, hey they're coming and so they were ready and the feds knew that the mailman tipped them off because they had an undercover agent there and they still tried to attack you idiots the fuck no call it off wait he's gonna come out let him d- d- develop a false sense of be patient false sense of security my god Aram says the reporter who tipped off the mailman was the first failure oh yeah that's right the reporter, uh, he, the reporter and the cameraman are like, oh, yeah, hey, uh, we're gonna, the thing is going to be a siege. It got tipped off. They're driving over. Mailman goes, what's going on here? TV guy, well, they're going to they're gonna raid that place, you fucking idiot. Oh, okay, thanks. All tied together with Tim McVeigh actually at the Waco siege. He was like out front, hanging out. There's a picture of him fucking uh, smoking a heater. Holy shit. Okay. I got to take a tinkle. No one says that. I got to go tinkle. I'll be right back. As always, I welcome your comments. on This shit we just got done talking about. I think it's good because some of you don't agree with me, and I and I, I want you to I want you to feel free to voice that, okay? But my goal is to take people who are anti-gun, get them to lawfully have a gun and be part of the sheepdog crew who will go in and destroy someone who's trying to kill people. But at the same time, I understand your concerns about gun control. I don't think that that is um, off the table, in my opinion. I really don't. I don't believe that. Sam says most anti-gun people have never shot a gun. Correct. My goal would be go shoot a gun. Get comfortable with it. Take some time and practice. And, And convince yourself that you can control that and how important it is that you do that. Um, but I am not opposed to exploring um, gun control. But uh, I think big picture is that is um, absurd to think that there is um, a way to implement that in any uh, expedited fashion that would make you as you walk through the grocery store or through the school any safer. In the meantime, arm yourself. And then you can still uh, lobby for whatever gun control and uh, preach from the mountaintop. But to keep yself safe, uh, go shoot. Go shoot, take a class, um, embrace the uncomfortableness of it, and it will it will fade over time. And then you will be skilled. You will have gained a skill. And I'm not kidding about 
get take this uh, certified gun safety course, get your permit, get your license, your uh, concealed pistol license, and then continue taking classes, practice. Like when I go to Fear Bunker North, I'm not kidding you. I'll shoot while running. I'll shoot while walking. I'll crouch. I'll drop. I'll roll and shoot. These are all things you have to do to practice. Now, I'm not saying you all have to do that. You all have the ability to do that. But if you're serious about this, you'll figure out a way. A lot of discussion. Chris says 400 million guns in this country. They're not going away. Uh, Joe Pellerito says knowledge is power. We need more regulation as well. I'm not opposed to that. Cole says make murder illegal before any gun control. That's silly. Linda, who just recently started going down this road, says shooting a gun feels empowering. I was somewhat surprised by that. Sam says fear of the unknown, kind of like what causes racism. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Chris says not everyone is capable or willing to shoot another person, even in self-defense. Um, all right. That is where I think the problem is. I think you need, I think people need to convince themselves that in faced with imminent death, because I believe that faced with imminent death, that that is a falsehood. Yes, you would. I think that people would. It's like you, if someone's pointing a gun at your head and you have one pointed at them and it's a race to who can pull the trigger faster, are you going to go, I can't? No, that's crazy. Shoot me because I don't want to shoot you. Come on now. Savage Sack Lunch says, guns are for cowards that don't know how to fight. Oh, all right. Yeah, what are you going to do, punch bullets? Kenny says, I'd much rather shoot a deranged maniac than allow them to take another person's life for no reason. Thank you for engaging me on this topic. You've all done marvelously. You've really become a wonderful group of people to speak with. You see how that is? Um, because we have taken out the trash so long ago. Look at the discourse. I'm reading your comments, both uh, pro and con. We're speaking. No one's yelling at each other. There's only one person on here whose name I didn't rec recognize that made that snarky leftist comment or a comment about Bashir. And whoever that is has been silent since and hasn't spoken. And here we are. I am so unbelievably pro-gun. And yet none of you are upset or disgusted with my comments. Because they're measured. They're thoughtful. And so are yours. So thank you for that. I appreciate that because this is some pretty head, uh, heady subject matter to discuss. Thank you. Aram says, are you pro assault rifle? 
It's a great question. So a lot of the weapons that the bad guys use are something like this, an assault rifle. Off the top of my head, I would be open to hearing about how that would be much more of a difficult buy for a person. However, when you start to um, inch in on a on on gun gun laws and rights, the the concern is it's um, could open the door for more uh, gun laws that would make it difficult for people like me to have a gun. So this, we'd have to be very, very careful in that. So um, I personally don't have an assault rifle. And I think that this would have to be a very, very thick document. Um, but at the end of the day, it would take a long, long time to get to that point because of the legal wrangling that would go on. So it's kind of like... Um, cross that bridge when I get to it, you know, which unfortunately because of the um, gridlock, it'll never be brought up. It'll never get much further than just a couple of yahoos talking about it on a podcast, I believe. Uh, Aram says, can we buy a tank to drive around? Is it within someone's right to have a tank? I don't think so. I don't think so. And, and I think uh, you are turning into the first person that I'm raising an eyebrow. Second person I'm turning in an eyebrow more to uh, about this. I think you're going to a level in this conversation that uh, it's a little weird. Uh, Steve-O says, I can't agree with you more, Zane. Spot on. I also have my concealed carry. I'm not opposed to gun control. I'm really not. But we have to be very, very careful. Cole says you can own anything in this country with the right paperwork, even a tank. I don't, I would be, I would find that hard to believe if we could own a tank that has an operable cannon in it. I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb. I don't know, but I'm going to go out on a limb that you can't buy a tank and uh, the fucking, uh, all of the weaponry to drive it down the street and just blow shit up like the movie Fury. Come on now. All right. Folks, I've got a Patreon podcast that I do once this one is over. Listen, uh, listener supported ad free P A T R E O N patreon.com slash Eric Zane. So the idea was when I started this, I'll do the free one. And, uh, during the free one, I'll promote the one that costs a few bucks a month. And it's just been wash, rinse, repeat ever since. If you like this free podcast, please consider signing up for the Patreon. I put hours and hours of programming each and every week up on it. Uh, I suggest just try it out for one month and see if you like it. There's a lot of things that you can engage with 
and listen to that are uh, different shows, including the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast that we do with a live audience that the, the audience is becoming care has become characters. I mean, I, I can picture their faces right now. All very, very fun dynamic. It's, um, it's great. I mean, we, uh, you never know where that show is going to go. There's always all sorts of twists and fun, uh, fun twists and turns patreon.com slash Eric Zane. That is a weekly show. Part of your subscription, patreon.com slash Eric Zane for five or 10 bucks a month. If you like it, you can convert it to a yearly and I will take 10% off of the cost. Uh, but on the free one, I, um, I make things work by having sponsors. So thank you to, uh, several here, a and E heating and cooling 616-516-8579. Uh, when you need any type of HVAC work, furnace, air conditioner, that's who you call. In West Michigan, 616-516-8579. Uh, it's going to be warm enough very soon for the air conditioner to kick on. So um, you should get that thing tuned up. It's going to cost you about 79 bucks to get that done. Don't just flip it on and start cooling your home. It, it, it's filthy from the previous year. Get that thing cleaned and tuned. Or else you run the risk of it working very hard, which could lead to a breakdown. We've got racing this weekend. The icebreaker. Forecast looks pretty good. Hudsonville. Oh, no, actually, I guess I should go Marne. Marne, Michigan. Extended forecast. Saturday, we're looking at um, 77 for a high. When the race starts at 4 p.m., it's going to be 76 degrees on the extended forecast. That is awesome. Earlier in the day, a chance of a scattered thunderstorm or two. No big deal. That'll probably uh, fade by the time Saturday rolls around. Now, you're set up for a big night of racing because it's the icebreaker. First one of the year. Uh, I was asking, I was talking to my friends over at Berlin. And uh, statistically, this is the uh, week that the most fist fights break out in the pits. And they've always got cameras right on them, seeing the blow-by-blow. It's like a hockey game. Sometimes the fights spill out onto the track. People hitting each other with uh, hubcaps and shit. It's incredible. Some of that may be true. And the tickets are just $5. You buy them online and they're only 5 bucks. I think they're a little bit more when you get them at the gate. But buy them online, berlinraceway.com. And your family of 10 is going to get in. Mom and dad, are, they're 5 bucks each. If you got kids under 15, they're all free. So let's say you're like one of these families that's got 10 kids under 15. All right. And that's rare. I know. But, you know, some of these Catholic families, you never know. They all get in free. Bring a cooler. I don't, it's got to be a certain size, but you bring in a cooler and fill it up with all of your food and snacks and soft drinks in cans. No glass, no booze. But the booze is cheap there. The concessions are cheap uh, compared to other concession stands in the area for whatever uh, venue you go to. It's the best kept secret, the most affordable entertainment you can find, and it's at Berlin 
Raceway. BerlinRaceway.com. In fact, um, I just got uh, in a, a bit of audio from Tim DeVos. Uh, he's having some car trouble. <laughs> vehicle wouldn't start. And he's all pissed off. He's like, God damn it. There's something wrong with this fucking thing. Stupid. I know. Tyler says it sounds like it might be the alternator. All right. Uh, M37 Hackers is another great entertainment experience. Uh, right on M37 in Middleville, open year-round. Go golf the greatest courses on the planet for just a handful of bucks. Rent a bay for $40 an hour. You and your bro friends bring a cooler, drink your beers, and uh, you tee it up, man. Have a great time golfing at M37 Hackers. Leagues available, contests, prizes, hole-in-one. If you sign up for a year, you get all this shit for cheaper than you would if you weren't. 269-205-2095. Reach out to them and rent one. They're on M37 right in Middleville, Michigan. Also got the uh, Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. If you're in uh, the market to buy a home, you need the mortgage first. No matter where you are in the U.S., this is who you call. Uh, He has offices all around the United States. And uh, it's based right here in Muskegon, Michigan. It's incredible. 231-332-6505. Number one mortgage professional in the United States. Uh, There are only four states that he does not work in. South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. Other than that, call him when you're ready for the mortgage. Mention my name. NMLS number 3035 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. Okay. Got some gross shit to talk about here. Um, first of all, the Dalai Lama uh, now I didn't know that the uh, Dalai Lama I thought that was like someone's name like the guy's name was Dalai Lama but Dalai Lama is a uh, is a term that's a that's like a, a religious leader of the Buddhists kind of like the Pope for the Catholics um, and the Dalai Lama. Um, you know, this is, uh, this is pretty fucked up. I don't, this, I don't think the Pope has done this. I don't think there's been an incident where a little kid walked up to the Pope and uh leader of the Catholic church said, Hey, I love you here. Give me a hug. And then give him a hug and says, okay, go on. And then the Pope would say, bless your, bless you, whatever. Father, son, Holy spirit. Um, I think that at that point, if the Pope then said, give me a smooch on my cheek, I think, I think it's getting a little weird. And then, uh, the kid does it. And then if the Pope said, uh, kiss me on the mouth and then suck on my tongue in front of people. Um, 
I think that would be really ugly. Well, the Pope, I mean, if he's ever going to do that, he's got to realize that, you know, the Catholic Church, every other week, there's another story about a uh, a horrible uh, pedophile type of scenario. And so the, the church gets in it all the time, the Catholic Church. So, you know, if the Pope would ever do that, I mean, he's got to have, if he wants to do that, he's got to have that in check. You got to do that behind closed doors. If you're going to have a child suck on your tongue, don't do it out in the open. Well, that's what the Dalai Lama did. Uh, This Dalai Lama, I don't know his real name, but I'm going to show you this video. And I I, kind of think that they dubbed in the words. I think this was a translator. But, okay, audio check, video check. This is what it sounded like. <laughs> no, sorry, that's, that's the wrong clip. Watch this. <laughs> he laughs. Now, now that laugh right there, that should make the kid get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Whoever is laughing there, I don't think that's the Dalai Lama actually laughing. Maureen says, I'm not going to watch. You have to watch this shit. Come on. (laughs) Then I think finally here also. Okay, now he wants a kiss on his mouth. (laughs) And every look at this guy shooting video. He's like, oh, God. He's getting ready to uh, 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 grope this child. He, he always does this one where he makes him suck a tongue. <laughs> That's the, the creepy ass laugh. He's just staring at the kid. The kid's all uncomfortable staring back at him. Look, he puts his hand on him. And suck my tongue. And suck my tongue. I think that was actually his voice, right? And suck my tongue. It was his voice. That's that's not like... Why is he speaking English? <laughs> and suck my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here it is again. My tongue. Oh, Jesus. The kid, he he pulls back. He pulls back. And then I don't know if the Dalai Lama is, you know, with an iron grip, pulling him. Suck my tongue, motherfucker. (laughs) And these people are going, oh, 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 oh. What just happened? Suck my tongue. (laughs) Kenny writes, I hate to say it, but can someone shoot this guy next instead of random people just living their daily lives? 
WTF, who cut the cheese? Stevie says that's fucked all the way up. Uh, Tyler says someone in the background kind of sounds like they yeah. have a, yeah. 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 a free beer laugh. Yeah. PSN bleach is not Stevie. I'm sorry. All I see is bleach and I think bleach, you know, that it's you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Sam says, sounds like a name for a Red Hot Chili Peppers album. Who cut the cheese says, don't let Biden see this. It'll give him ideas. I'm not convinced that Biden is a pedophile. Maybe that's fucked up, but I I actually give him benefit of the doubt. But a lot of talk about Biden because of the hair sniffing. You know, I mean, I love the smell of my wife's hair. So, uh, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to sniff the hair of a, of a kid that I don't know. So he might be a sexual predator. If, if Biden turns around and says, Hey, I want you to suck my tongue. Maybe he feels empowered. Chris indicates the, I, the story of he uh, took a shower with his 13-year-old daughter. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, he's a pedophile. I can't. I can't. I forgot about that one. According to her diary, Biden took a shower with his own 13-year-old daughter. Yeah, that's rough. Because you know there was muff hair. And boobs. I mean, uh. Jesus, chicks hit puberty uh, much younger than boys. I think they, uh, they, 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 you know, they start to mature earlier. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, uh, um, I mean, outside of like uh, a couple of days old, I, I, I was never comfortable giving my kids baths. I was like, oh, fuck. Now I take it back. Uh, as long as they were in that uh, age where they could fit in that blue tub that you put in the sink, you know, and it's got that spongy thing in it and they, it's playtime and they kick their fucking feet and the water goes over and you go, ah, ha, ha. hello, baby. Hello, peanut. Hello, little girl. Ah, oh, yes. You love your daddy. You love you. I loved raising my fucking kids. Remember one time changing Jim's diaper. And uh, I made the uh, uh, rookie maneuver of uh, after you get the uh, soiled diaper off and you clean them up a little bit. Um, uh, Like, especially after you you give the kid the bath in the blue thing in the sink and then, uh, or the the bumbo, you know? Um, You put the kid in the bumbo and he's sitting there having a great time and you, and then it's time to, uh, you got to take the baby, put him on a changing table and then Jim's there. And then you got to uh, put his lotion on, his baby lotion. But you got to um, put a, uh, open up a diaper and put it over his ding dong while you're lotioning him up. Because this can happen. Uh, sometimes these kids get flash boners. 
And they still have the ability to pee out of the out of the semi. And at that point, the ding dong is now facing up towards where your face is and where you're going, Hado, oh my gosh, hey, that big boy. I love you. I love And he's going, yeah. And all of a sudden, piss. Just, oh my God. All over your fucking face. He's pissing on you. If your mouth's opening, I've had him piss in my mouth. It's happened. So you got to make sure you put that diaper over there because sometimes they will just have the errant piss that goes straight up. All right, how did we get to this? We need something to cleanse the palate. It's horrible. Brandis says, I'm going to lose my ever-loving mind. Fuck! She writes. All right. So anyway, let's get back to the Dalai Lama and suck my tongue. Now, you got to understand, um, I don't think we've had too many uh, uh, Buddhist uh, pedophi- uh, pedophile incidents. The Buddhists have done an excellent job at covering up their proclivity to rape and sex with kids. They're very secretive about their efforts, uh, which, you know, the Catholics are, are not. But this, where you have at least the Pope hasn't like stuck his fingers inside of any children that we know of in front of a camera with people going, ho, 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 But the Buddhists have their leader. The Dalai Lama has now apologized. And they think it's a done deal. Uh, he's apologized after he faced allegations of inappropriate behavior after after this, kissing a young boy in the mouth and asking him to suck his tongue at a public event in India. Uh, this happened late February, but it's just getting out now. Uh, it says the interaction took place in late February at the Dalai Lama's temple in some town that I can't pronounce was attended by about 100 young students who were then raped by the Dalai Lama. Some of that is true. His name is Tenzin Gyatso. He's the holiest figure in Tibetan Buddhism. He's lived in exile in India since 1959 when Tibet was annexed by China. So he basically moved there because he knew he was going to get killed. Uh, the Dalai Lama told the boy to come up to the platform where he was seated, motioning to his cheek. He is heard saying, first here, after which the child kissed him and gave him a hug. The Dalai Lama kept hold of the voice saying, I think here also, and then planted a kiss on his lips and suck my tongue. The Dalai Lama then said, 
sticking out his tongue. This would be something that we would do as a Joe stunt. The producer Joe Dalai Lama challenge. We'd go up to people and ask them for a hug. And I think a kiss. I think here also. And then suck my tongue. That's when we did fun shit on there. We did a whole lot more than... kidding my god um the spiritual leader then spoke to the boy advising him to look to those who create peace and happiness and not to follow human beings who always kill other people before giving him a final hug as the video spread across the internet it was condemned by many who called it an inappropriate scandalous and disgusting The controversy prompted an apology from the office of the Dalai Lama who said his behavior had been innocent and playful. Yeah, that's bullshit. Uh, It's criminal is what it is. You just molested a boy on camera. It said in a statement, His Holiness wishes to apologize to the boy and his family as well as his many friends across the world for the hurt his words may have caused. That's a horrible apology. It should say his holiness raped a child and for, or molested a child in front of you all and will now, uh, kill himself. His holiness often teases people he meets in an innocent and playful way, even in public and before cameras. He regrets the incident. This is like the type of thing where, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen should for his next movie, make it a point to try to get in front of, Uh, the Dalai Lama as Ali G and whip out his cock when he gets up there. His holiness regrets the incident. The Dalai Lama has faced previous controversies. In 2019, he caused an outcry after suggesting that if the Dalai Lama returned as a woman, she should be more attractive. For which his office apologized. Wait a minute. What are you saying? I don't even get the controversy. Whatever. Who cares about that shit? That's nothing compared to suck my tongue to a little boy. The fuck is wrong with you? I don't give a fuck how holy you are. You need your fucking ass kicked. If you're telling a child to suck your tongue, you sick son of a bitch. Fuck you. Great comment. He wasn't even sneaky about it like Eric's camp counselor. Yeah. When that dude, when I was 10 and he grabbed my cock, I mean, there was no witness. I was, uh, there was a stall around me. He walked into the stall. My pants were down and my little hairless pecker was out. And I saw his hand come around and grab my little pecker and shake it. And the piss went flying everywhere, little droplets, barely, because I didn't even hardly go. And then it like little piss sprinkles were on his hand. And then he put my little dick back in my underwear, buttoned up my pants for me. And he said, now get back to bed. That was a sneaky molestation, which I don't know if I, again, you guys all say that I got molested, but I don't know. 
do we all do we still all agree that that was a molestation there that was a full-on molesting really i don't think it was stevie says yes ryan says no different than what joe biden did with his kids cole asks how hard did you get I don't think I got in any... It might have been slightly elevated off the sack. Kenny said, dude. <laughs> hey, man, remember how you just said you wouldn't bathe your kids in older ages? Oh, that's right. Tyler says, if he didn't ask you to suck his tongue, I think it was all on the up and up. Yeah, I think that... I think he did me a favor. Maureen says yes, 100%. Maureen says all caps. Or Linda says yes, 100%. Maureen says, he touched your pe- He touched your penis! <laughs> Partial molesting. Radio voice Linda says, he woke you up! Joe Pellerito says, yes, you were molested. Everybody seems to think I was molested. I don't know. Totally molested. Damn that counselor toddler fondler. Did he wash his hands? I don't know. The guy was a sick fuck and no telling what he did to other children later on when he got more nerve. That's what really bothers me about it. And now to be, to be clear on this, I told my brother who told my mother. Now my mother should have told the police, but what my mother did was she went to the priest because this is uh, a camp sponsored by the Catholic Church. And I remember sitting in Father John Hall's study. And it's my mom and my brother and me and Father Hall. Now, Eric, tell me what happened. I went, yeah. So I told him the same way I told you. It was so embarrassing. God, I was mortified. And I never heard a word of that again. No one's ever brought it up. I don't know what happened to the guy. Uh, Kenny says, yeah, the priest probably mentored him and helped him and helped him because of become another fucked up kid touching priest. Okay. Now I don't know that for sure. As far as I know, father John never touched a child. He was wonderful. Uh, all his years when he was alive, he's now passed away. In fact, he was my, uh, confirmation sponsor and he did not ask me to like tongue his asshole or anything like that he did hug me quite a bit but he loved me ryan more terrible comments ryan says oh no the priest probably wanted a feel of his own romeo says of course it was the church radio voice linda says there's some irony for you she reported child molesting to a priest well, you got to remember, this is 1980. I mean, that was cool back then. Priests go around every day and they get all sorts of asshole and suck tons of dick. And no one cared. Priests were constantly, you'd be, okay. When he's saying the gospel, you could regularly see jizz rolling off the guy's face. <laughs> Joe Pellerino writes, Quote, I'll talk to him and coach him up. 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> so ridiculous. Jimmy asked me what did his tongue taste like. I never sucked his tongue, you assholes. Cole says they moved the counselor to a different camp. Problem solved. Hell, they probably made him a priest. Hey, man, how are you getting so much dick? Well, you kind of just grab them when they're taking a leak at the camp. Right. So fucked up. I have another horrible story for you that I cannot believe I missed. And uh, I've, I've been meaning to get into this story, but I, I, I keep forgetting. Uh, it's a story of Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. He is uh, being accused of assault on a person who was a teenager in the 1970s. Sexual assault. Uh, she's now obviously older. And this uh, she was sued three months ago for sexual assault of a minor, a civil case. His responses included that the girl suing him consented and he had immunity as her guardian. And you hear about this from time to time where famous people, um, Ted Nugent did this, fall in love with, people underage and they somehow manage to convince the parents to make the rock star, the parental guardian, like they, they sign paperwork to allow that, which gives them immunity from this type of action. Uh, as Rolling Stone first reported in December, Julia Misley alleged in her suit that Tyler sexually assaulted and battered her in the 1970s when she started when she was 16. She claimed Stephen Tyler convinced her mom to grant him guardianship over her and that they were together for about three years. Now, in this suit, Julia Misley Reference Steven Tyler's own 2011 memoir in which he wrote, quote, he, he, quote, almost took a teen bride and that the girl's parents, according to his words, quote, signed a paper over for me to have custody so I wouldn't get arrested if I took her out of state, end quote. There's more horribleness. Tyler also wrote in his book, quote, she was 16, comma, she knew how to nasty, comma, and there wasn't a hair on it, end quote. Okay. Um, so you have Stephen Tyler, no doubt, in his 60s when he wrote this book openly describing his sexual adventures with a 16-year-old, including the lines, she knew how to nasty and there wasn't a hair on it, to a young woman 
who was 16, and he had guardianship signed over to him. Okay, so to say that about yourself, why would you why would you uh, uh, put that in a book that you had sex with a child and explain it that way? And and how how is it that we're just hearing about this now? Oh my God. The suit further alleges that Tyler convinced Misley to get an abortion when she was 17 after she was hospitalized following an apartment fire. Writing about the experience uh, decades later opened her up to involuntary infamy. Misley alleged. Um, people who um, will sometimes hear this, they're like, uh, and she was 16 when this all happened. Uh, and he was 23, I believe, when the incident went down. Um, before I continue on with this, there are people who are like, well, why didn't you come out then? Or why, why, why'd you wait so long? I, you know, I don't know. I don't know why that is. And, and I don't think that that should, I don't know if that should factor into it. Um, sometimes when you are live that life and then when you're in it, you might not even think it's wrong. Like I go back to when the, the dude touched my dick. I, I didn't think anything of it. And I never said a word of it to anyone, even though I had to explain it to the priest, I just kind of bottled it up and didn't consider it to be a big deal at all. And then when the day I told it about it on the radio, and the side how that was met with such silence and everybody looking at me and I'm like, what, what did I do? Um, sometimes it takes that type of bang on the head before you realize, yeah, you were molested. Fuck face. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Or maybe there's more sinister reasons why this person is uh, trying to do this. Who knows? Doesn't matter. I don't think, um, More on this. The singer responded last week with two dozen affirmative defenses from denying that plaintiff, Julia Missley, suffered any damages to alleging that Missley, quote, failed to mitigate any alleged damages herself prior to filing suit. He didn't deny that he'd had sex with Missley. And most notably, Tyler alleged in his response that Missley was 16 while he was actually 25, I said 23, at the time of the allegations, Misley consented to the sexual relationship and that her claims were barred because of immunity to defendant as caretaker guardian. Okay. So he's saying I'm immune to any type of legal precedent because, and, and he might be right, you know, uh, in his defense being, I have legal proof that I was her guardian. I could do whatever I want with her, but out of all of the, um, me too things we've heard over the years people have done far less and had their careers uh destroyed uh and but i don't think we're in that mindset these days there isn't that big swell of support that's going on as it was years ago so i predict nothing is going to happen here unless more people talk about it the uh Claims of 
she consented and that her claims are barred because of immunity to defendant as caretaker garden guardian. Those latter claims are drawing scrutiny and have perplexed several attorneys who reviewed Tyler's answer to the suit and spoke with Rolling Stone. These are legal experts who are like, what the fuck is he doing? Uh, This legal expert, quote, I got to the immunity response and I thought this is fucking insane, says Suzanne Crummeler, who frequently litigates sexual misconduct claims as the founding attorney of Crummeler PC. There is no such thing as immunity to a caregiver or guardian for sex abuse. I don't have the words to describe how crazy it is. So in his defense, he indicted himself by saying, yeah, she agreed and I could do what I want because I'm the caretaker. That's not a thing, according to this person. The article from Rolling Stone continues. Whether or not Tyler and his team intended for the immunity claim to specifically insinuate that his position as a defendant protects him from sexual misconduct isn't clear. An attorney for Tyler did not respond to requests for comment. Dave Ring, a Los Angeles attorney who represents children and adults in sexual misconduct cases, noted that the immunity claim itself is baffling. But he notes that a defendant giving wide-ranging defensive responses is common at the beginning of a civil suit, particularly when they are establishing their case. Um, Crummeler similarly acknowledges this, but she describes Tyler's response as particularly egregious given the way the answers could be interpreted. It's very sloppy and lazy to just set out this laundry list of boilerplate defenses, so many of which are clearly do not apply. She says, I think if the plaintiff wanted to file a notion to dismiss dismiss their defenses, they would win. The original complaint includes three uh, claims, sexual battery, assault, and emotional distress. Crummler continues, you don't have to tie. You don't have to tie which facts corresponded to which claims very cleanly. You could argue immunity could apply to intentional emotional distress But even with that claim, there's no immunity. There's no legal basis. I'm baffled. So this Susan Crummiller, this attorney, she can't believe that dumb fuck, uh, uh, one of his uh, defense claims was, yeah, she wanted it and I had consent to do it. So fuck her. Um, There's only just a couple more lines. Catherine Atkinson, an attorney who specializes in discrimination and sexual misconduct, also says she was mystified by Tyler's response. She cited California's civil code, which specifically states that consent cannot be a defense in a civil action. If the person who committed the alleged sexual battery is an adult who is in a position of authority over the minor, the codeless caretaker is among those with authority over minors. I would describe the response as irregularly as irregular, particularly in California where the law explicitly provides the opposite claim. Why would you ever say that being a guardian is a defense when you have this unique law that says you're in a position of authority, which blocks consent. If anything, I'd be arguing the opposite that even though she was a minor, he was in no position of authority. So she, so she could consent. 
I don't know why they're even arguing this. Actually, there's more to it. I don't want to get to it. I, you know, I mean, I can't imagine being in court. And uh, I mean, I would, um, if Steven Tyler were on the stand and I'm the attorney in Cross, I would uh, read him the passage of the book. What do you say? Yeah, yeah, 16. And uh, you were the guardian and you referred to her as a, uh, 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 being nasty and there wasn't a hair on it. Are you referring to Ms. Misley? Uh, uh I, I don't know. Well, then it was another 16 year old you were having sex with. Who are you? Wait, really? I mean, that would be spectacular to just basically take his words and, uh, as the prosecution blow it up on one of those big projectors. It doesn't, didn't have a hair on it. Oh my God. This is hideous. I'm glad I was able to talk about it. Uh, it, it. Cole says, asshole of the day, Steven Tyler. Absolutely. Now, I think the question may be, uh, are you still going to listen to Errol Smith music? Maybe not for a little bit, but I'll get back to it. I'll get back to it. Who cut the cheese? Says David Bowie had sex with underage girls too. That's T-O-O. Not T-O. In addition. T-O-O. In addition. Also. You guys got to work on that. Underage girls, comma, T-O-O, period. Grammar police. Yeah, it's uh, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. But we can prosecute him because he's dead. A tie between Steven Tyler and the Dalai Lama? If you had to choose one, though, it can't be a tie. This is a tough job. Dalai Lama says to a little boy, he's so horny, he says to the child, "Kiss, hug me, kiss me on the cheek, kiss me on the mouth, now suck on my tongue. Or Steven Tyler. You must choose. You cannot have two assholes of the day. Throat slash Dale wants to power wash your stuff. Pool deck. Landscaping rocks. Um, wood deck. Something that's got fucking grime and grease all over it. Superior. Cleaning and power washing. He also cleans hoods at restaurants. Reach out to Dale. 231-740-4098. Dale's coming over here and going to uh, hose down all my shit. He did that last year, too. Does a hell of a job. Superior cleaning and power washing. That's 231. Area code 231-740-4098. He just uh, launched an ad campaign with a new jingle. Here it goes. Superior cleaning and power washing. Superior cleaning and power washing. Power wash your shit. Power wash your shit. Yeah, all your shit. Uh, Brandis is furious with that. Sorry. 
Thank you to the Kent County Health Department doing what they can to keep you uh, healthy and fed. If you have any questions about the WIC program, like to see if you qualify, uh, reach out to the Kent County Health Department and see if you can take advantage of that. 616-632-7200 or more information at accesskent.com slash health. The car dealership of choice of the Eric Zane Show podcast, Sarah Honda Granville. S-E-R-R-A, SarahHondaGranville.com. Test drive a new uh, Honda today. After you test drive it, sit down with the fine folks. They're going to tell you, uh, talk about the options you can get on it. Maybe you want to pay a little more, pay a little less, whatever it may be. How you're going to pay for it. Some of you, if you're cash heavy, just buy the damn thing or perhaps finance it the American way. Um, Thank you very much to them. And then two weeks later, your brand new car shows up zero miles on it as many miles as it takes to get the thing onto the back of the uh, car hauler and then you know uh, line it up gas it up uh, uh, clean it all up and there you go take it home or check out their enormous selection of certified pre-owned vehicles largest in the state of michigan on campus the sales campus at sarahondagranville.com if you really want to get a laugh Go check out the cars that only the former Zaniacs would be interested in. Shit row. The budget cars. They're in the back. They like to keep the budget cars in the back where no one can see them, along with the losers that would shop for them, like the former Zaniacs. My point is, if you need a car just to get you from point A to point B, go get yourself a former Zaniac car at Sarah Honda Granville. Hey, honey, I need a new car. Yeah, what do you want? I was looking at this uh, uh, O2 Saturn. It's got the big black dick because I know you want to hear it. It's got 400,000 miles on it. I can get it for $800, but we got to finance it for 14 years. It's got the big black dick because I know you want to hear it. Thank you to Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. If your business needs an upgrade on the tech because your shit's slow, everybody hates you because your equipment sucks, uh, modems, network, uh, printers, monitors, keyboards, hard drives, you can get it all, update it all, but don't just go and buy the shit. You need something that's perfect uh, for your setup. Sit down for a complimentary 30-minute consultation with Blue Frost IT. Had a conversation with Madison the other day. She goes, Dad, what computer would I get that would be good for school? And I go, uh, that one there that you're using? I go, she goes, well, I go, yeah, that's that's the one that was recommended for your, for your schoolwork. It's durable. It's going to be able to handle all the stupid shit you download onto it and uh, make it slow. That one. Yeah, well, there's all these pop-ups. I go, because you, you, you click on the wrong places online. You go to questionable places and then you hit agree. Come on. Reach out to my friends at Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50.
It's a 50-year-old car doing what a 50-year-old car should. Kenny thinks the asshole of the day should be the Louisville crazy shooter. So you're telling me that if you can only pick one asshole between the Dalai Lama, Steven Tyler, and the mass murderer, you're going to go with the mass murderer. Now, Ryan says asshole of the day, Kenny. Now, that is ridiculous. Kenny makes the argument he killed a bunch of innocent people. I I don't think that that can be overlooked. At least the Dalai Lama didn't kill anybody when he made the child child suck on his tongue and Steven Tyler didn't actually kill anyone so I think that's a fair argument I have to keep this on the up and up you know the asshole of the day has to be the Louisville shooter Brought to you by TC Paintball. Uh, I know we all want to go with with the uh, hot topic, you know, stick your suck on my tongue, and and Steven Tyler saying the sixteen year old loved to do the nasty, and there wasn't a hair on it, but there's still five people dead and a cop fighting for his life, so. Um, you get this for your award. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being part of this show. Talk more on the Patreon. I want to share with you. Uh, I, I don't follow MMA, but I, I was aware that Israel Adesanya and Alex Pedata fought over the weekend. And uh, there's some interesting things that happened with the uh, everything from the knockout after when Israel Adesanya knocked out Pereira. Did you say Pereira? I heard people say it. Pereira. 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 A radio update and uh there's a baseball brawl that went down elon musk gives two shits doesn't give any shits i should say and uh walmart t-shirt is just fantastic you gotta get to all those stories thank you folks we'll talk to you later bye-bye
We'll send you over to Tyler Glenn. See what, the, see what my Canadian pal is doing.